Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, triathlon, and trail running in the state of Iowa. And now, from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. A good Monday to you all. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed your weekend. It was much better uh, on Sunday uh, than it was during the um, Iowa State track meet. Very rainy during those three days. I know a lot of my listeners go to that, so it was nice to see um, uh, State Track back and uh, fans in attendance. Uh, busy show for you today. I've got a breakdown uh, for the NCAA West and East Regional qualifiers uh, with Iowa ties. Uh, the West, of course, will be loaded with um, many from Iowa, Iowa State, Iowa, Drake, uh, so on and so forth. Um, the NCAA Division II championships are this week, as well as Division Three and NAIA as well. So I'll have qualifiers breaking down all of those uh, national meets coming up. Um, but first, I wanted to um, highlight um, something very positive, uh, and that is uh, how well my podcast with um, last week with Josh Yeager went. Um, the former center point Urbana prep is my number one podcast I've had during this, uh, doing this for two months. Uh, it's blown away, uh, all of my other podcasts. So, um, Josh was wondering on my show, he was, he, 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 he told me that hopefully some people will get something out of my words. Well, uh, I know a lot of people have definitely been tuning in to hear what he has to say. It's obvious Josh has a big following with friends and family, and I know he will do well after he leaves South Dakota State with whatever venture he does next, which might be a nonprofit, as he said. So, this coming weekend, we should be seeing track and field at Drake Stadium. But, unfortunately, the Iowa High Performance Meet that was scheduled on May 31st has been scrapped. Um, this was something that I kind of put on the back burner, didn't really address here in the last couple shows that I've done, but uh, I did want to talk about it this time. They put out a release on May 7th that um, they are uh, canceling the event, and it's being moved to Jacksonville, Florida for the Duval County Challenge. Um, that's on Memorial Day on the 31st. Um, that came out on May 7th that they said, thanks for all the interest, and we are poised to come back strong next year. And uh, the release also went on to say that after many conversations and exhausting every option, the difficult decision has been made to cancel the meet in 2021. For a number of reasons, largely the uncertainty surrounding COVID-19, the local organizing committee came to the conclusion it would not be fulfilled. Uh, it might not be feasible to fulfill that mission. Now, this May 7th release on Twitter came just six days after the uh, Iowa High Performance uh, officials put out a release on Twitter saying that 
Quote, the cat is out of the bag. Iowa HP is extremely excited to announce that we will be a stop on the American Track League Outdoor Series. So I'm kind of curious what happened in six days where the meet went from, hey, we're here and ready to go, to May 7th, uh, we can't hold it. Um, according to them, certain uncertainties around COVID-19 uh, scrapped the event. Um, now this comes... Of course, off a weekend where we had the Iowa State track meet filled with fans. So I'm I'm just curious whether they couldn't follow uh, safety protocols. They didn't feel comfortable with that. Um, whether they couldn't get enough officials to commit because it is a uh, Memorial Day weekend or whatever. Um, I'm just very curious t- to know exactly why it was um, why it was scrapped, um, maybe Drake University couldn't pull it off after you know they are out of school now, and um, maybe they couldn't get enough officials to work it. Um, I'm definitely willing to have somebody from Iowa High Performance to come on this podcast to talk about it, um, to talk about the meet, um, because it is interesting the timing of that. How in six days everything changed, but anyway. No track and field this weekend. Um, it's going on to Jacksonville, Florida. That's uh, stage number two of that uh, American Track League 10 race series that's going on all summer long. Let's move on to some race results, shall we? And there's no better place to start than a Diamond League event. The first one of the year at Gateshead, England. Former Iowa State standout Hillary Bohr became just the third American to win a steeplechase event at a Diamond League competition. The former Cyclone dominated the final lap to win the 3,000 steeple in England in 830.20. He finished ahead, well ahead of uh, Kenya's Leonard Kamoibet, who ran 831.52, and Jalali Bedrani of France, who ran 832.04. The other two Americans... Uh, he has joined our uh, royalty for uh, American Steeplechase. You've got Emma Coburn, former world champion and Olympic bronze medalist from 2016, and Evan Jager, who uh, is a silver medalist from 2016. Both were the other two uh, steeplechase winners uh, at the Diamond League. Uh, Coburn won hers in 2014 in Shanghai and Jager in 2017 at Monaco. And Bohr ran that time 830.20 um, in very difficult conditions. It was cold, rainy, and windy, but a phenomenal effort. In the 1500 race, former Iowa All-American Eric Sawinski paced the field through the first 800 meters in 154.51 before stepping off the track. That was a race won by Norway's Jakob Ingebrigtsen in 336.27. Back on American shores, it was former Mount Vernon Lisbon prep Alexina Wilson who was the winner of the Women's 3000 Steeplechase at the Trials of Miles event in Randall's Island in Manhattan. Uh, Her time of 9.32.69 was not only a huge personal best, it was also the number seven time in the world. Um, That uh, time also is number five in the United States list. So Alex, uh, with an impressive win, she won by almost seven seconds over Katie Kunk, um, who ran 9.39.53. So um, she's definitely got her standard for the U.S. Olympic trials. 
uh, after running that impressive time at Icon Stadium. And uh, Swinski, by the way, ran on Friday night, um, two days before the Diamond League event. He did run competitively in the 800 meters. Uh, he ran 147 to finish in sixth. Uh, he already has the Olympic uh, US, uh, U.S. trials standard. Uh, the winner was Toniatu Lopez in 145.24. Those were the abbreviated results from the week. Not much going on, but excited to see that uh, this weekend we have the Portland Track Festival. That's kind of the highlight for the pros. We get to uh, finally see uh, the uh, Bowerman Track Club athletes, Shelby Houlihan and Kelsey Schweizer, both Iowans, who will be racing uh, outdoors for, I believe, the first time this year. So it'll be nice to see them on the track. That's at the Portland Track Festival this weekend. All righty, it's time to move on to what the NCAA calls the preliminaries of the Division One, and that means two rounds, the West and the East. The West, which has most of our collegiate athletes, is going to be at the home of the Aggies, Texas A&M, and that will be Wednesday through Saturday. And as we've known, um, as track fans have gotten to know, the men and the women uh, alternate days. So the men will start off first on Wednesday and then end on Friday, and the women will be on Thursday and then um, continue uh, after a day off on Saturday. The 800 and 1500 runners will all have to run twice this week with the first round uh, cutting the field down from 48 to 24 and then in the semifinals cutting it down from 24 to 12 that will advance to Eugene. Uh, for the longer events, the 3000 steeple, the 5000 and the 10,000, there will be just one race, a semifinal that will chop the field all the way from 48 down to 12. Um, let's move, let's look at the 800, the men's 800 qualifiers, where we'll look and see if Iowa State can really do this. Can they qualify all five of their men in the top 12, sending a lot of Cardinal and gold to Hayward Field? It's possible. Um, you've got Festus Lagat leading the way. The sophomore has the number three time of 146.09. Festus had a disappointing um, 800 at the uh, Big 12 Championships where he was disqualified. But he certain uh, he uh, definitely has the ability um, to um, score some uh, good points uh, in the finals if he were to get there. Um, Daniel Nixon um, listed as a senior, he's got the tenth best time of one forty seven sixty five, and then it's Alexander Lamong who was the 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 top cyclone at the Big 12 event. Um, he took runner-up position there. He's got the 12th best qualifying time of 147.69. Senior Roshan Rooms uh, in his final attempt. Number 14 time qualifying coming in at 147.87. And then sophomore Jason Gomez off that uh, scintillating indoor season. He hasn't been quite as uh, consistent on the outdoor season, but he does have the number 15 time of 147.92. Those are the five Cyclones who will be running in the 800 first round. Iowa will have three runners uh, in the 800. You've got Tyson Vandraska, the former Cedar Rapids Prairie Prep. He's got the number 18 time. He was the Big Ten runner-up. He's run 148.21. Alex Still, who placed, I believe, fifth in the Big Ten 
uh, final. Um, former Woodbury Central prep, he's 21st. 148-47, and then Tyler Olson, former Muscatine prep, he's got the 45th best time of 149.96. That 800 meters for the men, will they'll run at 7.50 on Wednesday night. The men's 1500, which is going to take place at 6.30 on Wednesday night, has no cyclones in it. They've uh, opted to uh, put everybody into the 3,000, the 5,000. So, and of course the schedule being the way it is, it's 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 hard to do a lot of these uh, events. But uh, Drake has got two runners. Their sophomore standout, Adam Fogg, has the number six time coming into the West prelims at 338.79. And his teammate Alec Baston is at number 32 at uh, with a time of 343.15 coming in. And then Iowa's Cal Lewis, um, the freshman, um, very good effort for his first year. He's got the 39th best time of 343.42. So that, um, and again, like I said, they have a first round on Wednesday and then the semifinals on Friday, cutting it down to 12 that will go to Eugene. Continuing to go up to distance, let's go with the 3,000 steeplechase. Uh, Iowa's Nathan Mylenic has the uh, best time among Iowa Collegians. The uh, senior uh, has the fifth best time of 8.35.41. Um, they will run, by the way, at 6.10 p.m. on Friday. Iowa State has represented two runners. David Two has the ninth best time of 8.40.31. And former Central Lion GLR prep Gable Sapirda, uh, uh, an Iowa State freshman, has the 23rd best time of 8.50.46. Um, and the man I interviewed uh, last week, um, Josh Yeager of South Dakota State. He's a grad student there. He has the 20th best time, by the way, of 8.48.70. And um, the steeplechase field also includes former Iowa Central runner Awet Johannes. Um, he runs for New Mexico. He owns the 21st time of 848.86. So as you can see, um, several runners, Sapirda, Jaeger, and Johannes, all right together with their qualifying times. So they'll probably be running uh, real close to each other. Again, you've got 48 runners in that steeplechase. 12 will move on to... Um, Eugene. So 36 will be eliminated. Um, you're looking for the top 12 there. I'm going to jump onto the 10,000 um, first before the 5,000 because Wesley Kiptu is running his first event on Wednesday in the 10,000. That's at 9, 10 p.m. The uh, recent Big 12 three-time champion has the fourth best qualifying time of 27.58.1. That was at Eugene uh, in April. Uh, his teammate, Edwin Kurgat, uh, the senior, um, that was a phenomenal race, by the way, at Eugene there. Um, he was right behind him in that race. He has the fifth best time of 27.58.33. And then you've got um, junior Thomas Pollard, former Gilbert High prep. He comes in with the 23rd top seed time, 28.47.63. Iowa will be represented by uh, former Valley High prep Daniel Soto. So nice to see Daniel get in. He's really, uh, he did uh, a, a phenomenal job for Iowa, finishing third um, in the Big Ten Championships, helping them to the team title. 
He's got the 24th best time of 28, 48, 18. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention for this 10K field that uh, former Iowa State runner Andrew Jordan is also uh, he is also qualified. He now runs for the University of Washington, and he actually has the 19th best time of 28, 43, 72. Um, so look for Wesley Kip to to I would imagine probably just to try to get through to the top 12. It doesn't matter if you win the event. It's not going to help your resume out any. But, of course, knowing Wesley, you know, with his style of going out from the front, he might um, <laughs> he might not even follow that advice. He might just run all out. But he does run. Uh, he does have another race. That's the one thing you got to keep in mind, and this is very critical. He's running in the uh, semifinals on Friday at 8.30 where 12 of the 48, again, will advance. He has the third best time in that 5,000 in 13.2102. And then Ezekiel Kibichi, um, who has also gone by the name Ezekiel Rop in the past. Uh, his teammate has the 29th best time of 13.4585. So Kiptu does have to think about that 5,000-meter run on Friday. We'll see if um, conventional wisdom follows and he runs a conservative race or whether he continues to astound us all with his aggressive running uh, from the lead. That's the men's uh, distance field for um, College Station. Um, on to the women. Uh, start off at the 800. We have two uh, Iowa natives um, who are going to be running here. Uh, former Davenport Assumption Prep Mallory King, uh, senior from Iowa, has the number 12 seed of 205.23. Really good time there. Um, and that's um, and then uh, uh, former Dowling Catholic runner Kelsey Schweizer. Uh, she now runs for Missouri. She has the 44th best time of 207.09. And again, they run Thursday at 7.50 in that first round. They'll turn around on Saturday and um, knock that field in half again. They go from 24 uh, to, uh, they go from 48 to 24 to 12. That'll make it to Eugene. Same with the 1500. Uh, they run at 6:30 on Thursday with the first round, and that uh, field will include former Crestwood of Cresco Prep Ellie Friesen. Ellie runs for South Dakota State. She has the 26th best time of 4 1851. Um, and again, they run 6.30 on Thursday and um, the semifinals on Saturday. The women's steeplechase field is loaded full of uh, Iowa Collegians. Um, I'm, I'm expecting big things out of this group here. Um, you've got former Iowa Central runner Adva Cohen. Um, she's an Israeli. Um, a difficult time for her right now. Uh, certainly... Um, with her situation um, back in her homeland. Um, she uh, runs for New Mexico now, has the sixth best time of 9.46.84. Um, former Ballard of Huxley runner Abby Coet-Jackson, who just won the Big Ten Championship uh, at uh, Champaign. She has the seventh best time uh, coming in of 9.47.51. She's a sophomore for Minnesota. Uh, former Griswold prep, Rebecca Topham, who just won the American Athletic Conference MVP award, um, winning a couple events there. Um, she um, is 
17th, has the 17th best time of 9.58.39. Rebecca runs for Wichita State. And then um, you've got two Iowa State runners as well. Um, Abby Caldwell, former Waverly Shell Rock prep, has the 21st time of 10.05.62. And then freshman Jeanette Schraft, uh, former Glenwood prep, uh, comes in with the 37th best time of 10.19. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of expecting um, at least a couple of these runners to make it to Eugene here. Again, they run 6:10 on Saturday. That field uh, will be knocked down from 48 on only 12. Make it to Eugene. Um, there is nobody qualified uh, in the 5,000. Uh, the 10,000 has a couple of ladies with Iowa ties. You've got Iowa State's Callie Logue comes in off of uh, two Big 12 championships uh, uh, from uh, Manhattan. She comes in 10th um, in the, uh, among the seeded runners. She's 10th qualifying in, with a time of 33.09. Um, so you got to figure she's probably right on the border whether she's going to make it. Um, I believe that was the case the way it was two years ago as well. Um, it was very close. Uh, whether she makes it to Eugene, hopefully she'll get it done. And then uh, former uh, Pleasant Valley high runner Mackenzie Yannick. Um, she uh, has also qualified with the 27th best time, 33.58.12. She runs for San Francisco. Um, she uh, transferred to San Francisco originally from Alabama. That's the 10K, and that's the NCAA Division West, Division One West, competing at uh, College Station. Wednesday through Saturday. The East Regional is in Jacksonville, Florida. Same uh, schedule, same dates. Um, we've got a couple athletes that I'll be watching, and hopefully you will be too. Former Dowling Catholic uh, prep uh, Matthew Carmody has qualified in the 5,000. The Notre Dame runner owns the 11th best qualifying time of 1341.79. And in the women's 10,000, former Iowa State runner Amanda Vestry owns the second best time coming in of 3243. Point one five. Um, she runs for Syracuse University now. So that's the East Regional. Um, they're all hoping to get to the NCAA Division I Championships. Uh, that's June 9th through 12th at Hayward Field, the new beautiful Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon. On I go to the divisions where national championships will be crowned this weekend, and no team is perhaps positioned as well to win a national title as the Warburg College men. The Knights are ranked number one in the last U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association rankings. Um, they come in uh, with uh, tremendous uh, marks uh, from uh, hurdlers to speak of. Uh, Dallas Wright and Dayton Love are number three and number four in the 110 hurdles. And uh, Derek Smith uh, also has top 10 times in the 100 and 200. Um, the Knights are also going to have a big say in the distance events as well. Um, I would have to say that Joe Freeberger uh, might be the favorite in the men's 5,000, the senior from Holy Cross and former Western 
Dubuque Prep has the number two time in that 5,000. He's trailing only Carlton Jr. Matthew Wilkinson, who's run 1358. Should be a great competition between those two. Um, Warburg also has Christopher Collett, a freshman, who has a 1424 time in that event. Um, and, um, and Warburg also has junior Matt Heinzman, uh, 1429. He's run in that event. So the Knights could really load up in that 5,000 meters. Um, Spencer, uh, Moon of Warp, of Simpson, uh, freshman from Simpson. He's a former South Central Calhoun. Um, and that's located, uh, at Lake City. Um, he is also qualified. He's got the 10th best time of 1426 uh, for that 5,000. Uh, all these grades that I'm listing are from the NCAAs. That's, uh, that's not from the school. These are the NCAA rankings. So Warburg, uh, number one in that, um, in the uh, rankings as um, they are looking to try to uh, knock off UW. Eau Claire. They're the defending champions and they're fourth ranked. Um, they are fourth ranked uh, as it's a UW against Warburg battle potentially the, this week. UW lacrosse is number two. Um, they are strong in the hurdles, the 110 hurdles, the pole vault, the 1500. Um, and UW Oshkosh uh, has a very good four by one, um, and they have another uh, excellent 800 uh, runner um, and a long jumper um, to speak of. Uh, UW Eau Claire, um, the blue gold, like I said, the last champion in 2019, since there was no national championship last year. Um, they are going to be a contender as well. So Warburg's got to hold off three UW schools. Um, some of the other um, teams in contention uh, in that uh, in the top ten are Rowan, uh, John Carroll's comes in comes in at number six. UW Stout at seven. Mount Union at eight. Loris, another Iowa school, is at number nine, and Washington, Missouri, is number ten. So that's what you're looking at as far as the challengers. Um, let's go individually with the men's. Um, there are 17 runner fields uh, that have qualified. Um, Mountain Union, by the way, was third in 2019 his, uh, for historical fact. Uh, Mike Jossa of Loris Jr. and former Cedar Rapids Prairie runner. Um, he has the top time in the 100 at uh, even 150. Um, he is going to uh, be challenged, certainly, by Millikan's Ben Cuxman. Uh, he's run 151, uh, 150.1. Stephen Potter of Wet, uh, Wisconsin Oshkosh has a 150.39. Uh, uh, and then you have Isaac Alder, Ald, Alderfer. Um, has a 150.6 time. And then uh, Warburg has sophomore Dalton Martin. Um, he's qualified with the fifth best time of 150.94. So that's kind of the 800 prelims that you're looking at there. Where we're going to try to get pick up big points in that event. But Jossa comes in as uh, possibly the favorite. Iowan, uh, he's from Fairfax. Uh, the 1500 prelims, um, Loris has uh, freshman Ryan Harvey with the eighth best time of 350. 
um, flat. And then um, Warper Jr. Matt Heinzman has the ninth best time of 350.15, the best qualifying time coming in. The guy to beat, so to speak, is North Central's Gabriel Pommier. He's run 347.29. The 3,000 steeplechase, uh, Christopher Collett, I mentioned him already. He's running the 5,000. That'll be his last event. He will run the 3,000 steeplechase the day before on Friday. He has the sixth best time of 908.21. And then uh, Central College will be represented by former BCLUW runner uh, Caleb Silver of Conrad. He's run 910.5. The top time is um, Matthew Wilkinson of Carlton. He's run 844. So that's a phenomenal time, and he's going to be the favorite coming in. Um, if Collett can score some points, that would be huge for Warburg in their hunt for the team championship. The 10,000 is on Thursday. So, um, uh, folks like Freeburger and, um, well, well, Freeburger, uh, in his, uh, bid to do both events, will have a day off between events. He'll be off Friday. He'll be running Thursday, the 10,000 and the 5,000 on Saturday. He owns only the ninth best time of 2956. Uh, but, uh, we all know that he can probably do faster than that, um, in running fresh. Um, the, the top time is Johns Hopkins, Jared Pangalazzi. Uh, he's run 2920. And then you've got Alex Phillip of John Carroll, who's run 2930. Those are the top two times, but Freeburger certainly, um, could be uh, looking for a top three time. Uh, top three finish would be huge for that. So the Knights, the men looking for the uh, team championship, um, they are in position to do it. We'll see if it all comes together at North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro. And again, that starts on Thursday. On the women's field, um, the Loris women uh, have a, um, I would say, have a great chance to win this. Um, they are the reigning champions. They are reigning uh, Division Three champions. There was no event last year, but the the Dewhawks won the national title in 2019, and they are number two in the U.S. TFF TFCCC CCA uh, rankings. Um, they are only trailing UW Lacrosse. Um, how are the uh, Dewhawks going to do it? Well, they've got um, a very good discus thrower in Carly Fisher. She has the second best of the season at 158. Um, they're also very strong in the sprints. They've got Terriana Black and Marion Edwards, who are uh, both fourth nationally in the 100 and 200. And then you've got um, them leading the 4x1 relay that is the number two time in the nation. And then the 400 hurdles, Elena Ball. Uh, has the number three time uh, in uh, in the nation. Um, so those are some of the sprinters and uh, other non-distance uh, runners that are going to lead the way. Uh, their top distance runner is uh, it is uh, going to be Cassie Rosen Rosenboom. Um, she is the defending national champion in the 10,000 meter run. She was the program's first national champion in that event two years ago. Um, she owns the number two time in that event, 34-19. Um, the top time is Ithaca's Parley Hannon. Of, uh, she's run seven seconds better, 34-12, and she's just a freshman 
uh, from Ithaca. Um, so that's um, going to be that's going to be the first event for Cassie on Thursday as she tries to defend her championship. And um, she's in Clayton Ridge, former Clayton Ridge of Guttenberg Prep. Wartburg women are also represented. Karina Collett, a junior, has a time of 36.03, which is eighth best. And then Natalie Paulson, a freshman, uh, has the 13th best time of 36.27. Natalie is a sophomore and former Dallas Center Grimes prep. Um, so Cassie Rosenboom um, runs on Thursday, and then on Saturday she turns around and um, runs in the 5,000 final. So she has a day off. Um, she uh, has the sixth best time in that event of 16.45. The junior does. And this Parley Hannon um, has the best time in that 5,000 as well of 16.17. She has a 20-second uh, advantage over everybody um, in that race. So that will be the the target for both races for Cassie Rosenboom. And one of her big competitors this year has been in the uh, her own home state, uh, Aubrey Fisher, the outstanding freshman for Wartburg College. Um, she has the ninth best time in that 5,000 of 16.57. She's a sophomore from AGWSR of Ackley in Iowa. And then uh, Karina Collett, uh, uh, the sister of Christopher, uh, she has the 17th best time of 1718, uh, coming in um, to that 5,000. Uh, moving our way up to the 3,000, Aubrey Fisher will be running that as well. She'll be running the 3,000 steeplechase, has a great chance to win a national title. She has the number two time coming in of 1041.66. Top time is Tufts junior Melissa Rowland of 1039.9. That's the 3000 steeplechase. Uh, and then uh, there are no 800 or 1500 runners um, from uh, the Iowa colleges coming in here. Um, Warburg uh, women, by the way, um, they um, are looking for their first national championship since uh, 2014, uh, the last of three straight under Marcus, Marcus Newsom. Um, they will have a tall task to do that this year, but uh, their men, as I said, have a great chance to do that. Um, Wartburg is coming in. They're the number 11 time coming into the nation uh, in that USTF CCA uh, rankings. And Dubuque, um, the Spartans uh, uh, women's program is number 17 in, in those rankings. Um, Loris also has to battle to win the national title, uh, Ithaca and Eau Claire. They are three and four in those rankings. Um, and, uh, and then Sunny Geneseo is number five in those rankings. Some of the other teams to watch out for are Johns Hopkins, Tufts, George Fox, Nebraska Wesleyan, and Pacific Lutheran. So that's the NCAA Division Three championships. May 27th through 29th in Greensboro, North Carolina. The NAIA National Championships will be held at Mickey Miller Blackwell Stadium in Gulf Shores, Alabama, starting on Wednesday and concluding on Friday. And you've got two men's teams from Iowa that are hoping to spoil the party and get a trophy. Number eight, Grandview. Uh, they are eighth ranked by U.S. Track and Field uh, and Coaches Cross Country Coaches Association. And Dort uh, 
uh, is number 10 out of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. They're the number 10 team uh, ranked coming in. Um, the, the Probably the top contenders, though, are Doan of Nebraska and Indiana Tech. They've kind of been uh, number one and two most of the year. Um, they are looking at probably the favorites coming in with Southeastern Florida um, at uh, number three in the rankings uh, with a good chance, number four, Huntington, Indiana. Um, and then St. Mary's of Kansas, Madonna of Michigan, Wayland Baptist out of Texas, and Indiana Wesleyan. Um, they round out the top ten with Indiana Wesleyan at number nine. Um, St. Ambrose is also ranked 18th in the poll, and William Penn is 23rd. Uh, the the uh, race to really watch uh, for the NAIA men uh, is the 4x8 relay. Uh, Dort and Grandview have the number one and two times coming in. Uh, should be a great battle between these two, possibly for the national title. Uh, the defenders had the top qualifying time of 7.34.57. And they've got um, four, excuse me, f yeah, four Iowans on uh, on their roster um, of eight that could be running, including Trey Engen, a sophomore out of Algona. You've got Peyton Malden, a freshman out of George. Uh, Jacob Vanderplatz, a senior from Sioux Center. And uh, Cole Zevenbergen, a freshman out of Rock Valley. Uh, they are on the 4x8, as well as Lance Van Zee, a junior, Anthony Gerso, a senior, uh, Matthew Van Epps, their uh, outstanding senior, and then Eric Steiger, a junior. That's their 4x8 lineup. lineup. Uh, Steiger um, also has qualified in the 3000 steeple. He has the number 16 time coming in of 929.59. Um, he has a teammate that will be, will be running with him, Nicholas Feldhorst. He's got the 12th best time, Nicholas does, of 9.22.26. Well, that can't be. Yeah, yeah. Feldhorst has a little better time than Steiger does. If one of those guys can score, that would be huge for the defenders in their hope to uh, finish in the top three. Um, they uh, have also qualified uh, Van Epps in the 800. I mentioned him. Um, he comes in with um, a uh, actually the second best time. This should be a phenomenal uh, race. The 800 final. Uh, Westmont freshman Senzo Sakala. He has the top time of 149.52, and then you've got Epps at 149.59. And then uh, Cumberland's Georgette Pantillo uh, has a 150.72. Those are the, the three top times in that 800. Um, should be should be a really phenomenal race there. Um, so he's qualified in that. Um, the defenders also have Davis Tebbin, who has uh, got the 29th best time in the 5,000, 14.53. Uh, Vanderplatz, I mentioned him, the senior out of Sioux Center. He's qualified in the 1500. He has the 12th best time, 355.65 coming in. So that's Dort's uh, hopes in the uh, distance events. Um, if they're going to have a chance to do well nationally, they're going to have to uh, grab a lot of points in those distance events. Grandview, like I said, they've got that fantastic 4x8. 
Uh, number two time of 738.87, and this is almost an all-Iowa uh, 4x8. The eight members of the relay um, that they've listed, seven of them are from Iowa. So this is, a, this is a team that you can definitely root for. You've got Carter Heiser, a freshman of, out of Oskaloosa. Uh, ben Huftelin, a junior out of Osage. Taylan Munger, a freshman out of Oskaloosa. Isaiah Whitrock, sophomore out of Richland. Uh, Aaron Davis, sophomore out of Ankeny. Jackson Eden, a sophomore out of Atlantic. Uh, Trevor Albert, a junior out of Eldon, are all in this relay. The only outlier that's not from Iowa is Alonzo Rodriguez-Spencer. He's a junior from Buffalo, New York. That's their 4 by 8 possibilities that they have listed uh, on the NAIA website. Um, Trevor Albert, by the way, the uh, Eldon, Iowa kid, um, he's qualified in the steeple. He's got the eighth best time of 9.21.89. And um, Whitrock has qualified in the 800, as has Ben Huftelin. They both uh, have uh, excellent times. Seventh place is Huftelin in 152.07. And Whitrock is ninth in 152.32. So if both of those fellas can uh, move up a few spots from their qualifying position, get some points, um, Grandview will have a, a better chance to move up. Grandview's got a lot of good sprinters too, uh, which I don't uh, haven't mentioned. The other qualifiers for uh, Grandview are in the 5K race walk. You've got sophomore Caleb Chmelka. He's out of Council Bluffs. He's got the eighth best time in that race block of 24.48. Freshman Seth Disser out of Marshalltown has the 14th best time of 26.48. And then freshman Joe Frankie out of Neola, Iowa, has the 11th best time of 25.34. That's the Grandview lineup that's going to be going to Alabama at... Uh, at uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. So that's the uh, Grandview men. Morningside men have qualified also in the 4x8. They have the number 12 time of 745.47. Their lineup of five possibilities is Dylan Lindstrom. He's a junior. Um, senior Zach Ambrose. Zach is a former Boyer Valley of Dunlap High School Prep. Um, Tyler Carney, a junior uh, from Ames High School, the son of the uh, former Cyclone legend Brett Carney. He's going to be running on that uh, 4x8. Camden Beller, a junior from Sioux City North, former Sioux City North prep. And um, Connor Ritz, uh, former Sioux City Healan prep. All right, all of those, are the five, those are the five runners on the 4x8, almost an Iowa homegrown lineup there as well. Um, on, uh, uh, we've got uh, one other school that's that's got a qualifier in Iowa, and that is Northwestern College. They've qualified in the distance events with the 5,000. Um, senior uh, Dylan Hendricks, um, he has got the 34th best time of 1456.34. Dylan is a former Grundy Center high school prep so that's what the um, that's what the men's competition is looking like at the NAIA. In the women's competition, I'm not going to lie to you. There's not a real good chance that we're going to have a national championship uh, from Iowa here. Um, the top ranked teams from USTF CCA is Dort at number 21. 
And then uh, Grandview also is ranked at number 24, so not great odds here. Um, the, uh, the real competitors for the national championship are Concordia out of Nebraska. They're ranked number one with Indiana Tech, William Carey out of Mississippi, uh, Hastings out of Nebraska, and Wayland Baptist out of Texas, the top five, and probably the teams to look for in that competition. Um, the Dort women, like I said, number 21 ranked. They have qualified in one individual distance event with sophomore Taylor Anima. Um, she's run 37-28 uh, in that 10,000. And they've also got um, a real good chance, though, to win a national title. The 4x8 has the number two time of 9-18-43 coming in. Um, those relay members... They've listed six uh, possibilities. You've got Bethany Tenhaken, a sophomore, uh, Jessica Campman, uh, another sophomore, Annika Rick, a senior, Mika Koistra, a junior, Emma Baker, a junior, and Anne-Marie Stute, um, a junior as well out of Sheldon, Iowa. Stute is the only Iowan out of those six that uh, could be competing on their 4 by 8 the Grandview uh, women um, will be um, mostly, um, I believe, sprints and field events, but they do have Paige Thompson, a freshman from Sigourney, who will be competing in the 5,000 race walk. Uh, Paige has the 14th best time coming in of 31.19. Uh, Morningside also is bringing a very strong 4x8. Both of these two programs have had excellent 800 runners over the years, and they've got the number three time coming in of 9.18.44. And their relay is looking like a combination of these five runners. Uh, Joe McKibben, a junior out of Mapleton, Iowa. She ran for MBAO. Uh, Emily Chicoin, a freshman. She ran for Grettinger, Terrell, Ruth Van Asher. Um, you've got Peyton Bohr, a senior from Sioux Center, Emily Funderman, a senior from Anthem, Iowa, and she's a transfer from Northwestern College, Emily is, and Christine Hanamichel, uh, a sophomore. Christine also has qualified in the 5,017.49. Uh, that time is 25th best coming into that uh, 5,000. Hannah Mitchell, uh, by the way, is the only I, uh, non-Iowan there. Everybody else in that 4x8 is from Iowa. So it could be Dort against Morningside in that 4x8 uh, final. Um, Mount Mercy is sending their standout senior, Andrea Ertz of Marion. Um, Ertz has qualified in the 800 of with a time of 214.54. And then in the 1500, she's got the fourth best time of uh, 4:35.40. Um, she really helped herself um, with a uh, with a couple performances um, at the um, Last Chance Invitational in Joliet uh, last the weekend before. Uh, she improved on her marks in the 800 and 1500. She ran that 2:14.54, which was gittered, which got her to the uh, national. Uh, uh, championships um, that that time by the way is 11th best uh, coming into the nationals and then she also uh, uh, that 435 40 which she ran at uh, Joliet is a personal best for her 435 40 and that uh, was good enough to meet the a qualifying standards so Ertz helped herself with that qualifying meet 
and she's from Marion, Iowa. And um, Mount Mercy also will be having, among the distance events, Vanessa Cortez. Um, she is a senior, and she'll be running in the 5,000. She has a qualifying time of 1747, which is 24th best. Um, getting down here to the end, um, St. Ambrose um, has... A couple runners in the 10,000. They're going to be sending Megan Grady uh, to nationals in that event. She's run 37.43. And then uh, Michaela Peroni um, has a little bit better time than she does. Um, she's at 37.32, and that's the 11th best time coming into nationals for the 10,000. Graceland uh, will have a steeplechaser in sophomore Kagan Perkins. She's from Missouri, and she has the number eight time coming in of 11, 10, 27. So that is the NAIA women um, co uh, competition, and where I guess, like I said, the 4x8 is really the one to look for. Dort, the number two time, Morningside with the number three time. And Huntington um, has, by the way, the top time of 916.80. Um, that's just a little less than two seconds better than Dort's time. Uh, College of Idaho uh, with a 919.7 time and Indiana Wesleyan with a 919.73 time are the other uh, teams probably to look for going into that 4x8. Uh, finally, the NCAA Division II Championships will be at Grand Valley State in Allendale, Michigan, and that's taking place... Uh, starting on Thursday, Thursday going until Saturday. And we've got a few, uh, a couple of former Iowa preps and a couple uh, former Iowa Central runners who have qualified. This is a really tough field to get into. Um, former Garner Hayfield prep Reese Smith uh, will be running in the 3000 steeplechase. Um, he has the fourth best time coming in of 848.49, and he runs for Northwest Missouri State. And then this is a new name that uh, popped onto my radar, um, John Specht. Um, he uh, runs for Western Colorado University. He's a former Dubuque Hempstead uh, Mustang. Um, he comes in uh, with the sixth best time uh, in that uh, 1500 meters of 343.85. So John Specht also qualified for nationals. Many of these distance events, there's only about 13 qualifiers for Division Two. It's a very elite field to get into, um, considering that you've got several Division Two programs that are in Colorado that really dominate those fields. On the women's end of things, you've got uh, former Iowa Central runner Florence Awedjanaza, um, she's from West Texas A&M. She's in, into uh, nationals in the 5,000 and 10,000. She's a sophomore from West Texas A&M. She, she has the sixth best time in the 10,000 of 34-24. And then um, she's got the 16th best time in the 5,000 of 16-21-88. And um, her former Triton teammate and now current... Uh, <laughs> West Texas A&M teammate, Eleonora Kurtabi. She is going to be running for uh, A&M in the 3000 steeplechase. 
Um, she's a sophomore, and she has the ninth best time coming in of 10.32.67. And that is everything for Nationals and NCAA prelims for this week. Um, you can find updates uh, all during the week on my Twitter account. It's Lance Bergeson, same as my name. I'll, I'll have uh, Twitter updates all the way, and I will have a full report next week on the NCAA 1, 2, and 3 events as well as NAIA. Until then, happy running, everyone.